whether it's anti-consumption, subscription boxes, praise the cameraman, or black lightning, there's a sub for that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, all day, Willie. I'm your host, 24-7, Scott. We're a show all about Reddit, covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, or in a weird underground documentary followed by a North Korean cameraman. I like how you brought that up, Willie, because I have something that I found that I just want to kick off real quick with here. Your pants? Your shoes? Your honky-tonk? I I mean, I would kick off all of those things if it was allowed, but that's for our other subscription service. You know. (laughs) You know. I'm assuming many many of you have seen this documentary, yourself included. Uh, Will you explain? Yes, I have paid money to watch this documentary. (laughs) Will you explain it real quick? Give a brief synopsis of what it is. There's a documentary. It follows around this couple, I think, that were in North Korea. I don't know the specifics, but there's a series of like 60 photos of them in North Korea followed around at one point by a guy videotaping to give them a propaganda footage of what they were seeing and all these weird hotels. They got to go see the border between North Korea and South Korea. It was really interesting. Fascinating, yeah. Well, there was a post this week in Mildly Interesting. It's not part of the normal show here, but it's a post of a brick, like a solid chunk of plastic-wrapped Korean, North Korean cash. Oh! Yeah, and it's just titled, I Have an Entire Brick of North Korean Money. And And how much is that value of that? A good question. I didn't dive too far into it because I didn't, really want to talk about it other than this somebody asked how you know just like those documentarians like how right and a, a user responded with well you can get north korean money in two legal ways that i know of the Kwangbok department store in pyongyang will allow you to exchange foreign currency into north korean won so you can spend it at their store however this department store is the only place in the area where you can actually use said currency you can also get DPRK won if you visit Raisin, also known as the Special Economic Zone. Raisin is in the northeast corner of the country and shares a border with both China and Russia. Visitors have been able to buy and spend DPRK won freely in the economic zone since at least 1998 when the undertaker threw mankind off a hell in the cell and plummeted 16 feet through the announcer's table. You just got shitty morphed. The fuck did you just do to me right now? (laughs) For those of you that don't know, this is a running Reddit gag where a user named Shitty Morph will go on this just rant of totally believable, convincing sounding facts completely made up until the very end where it says, since... And then goes into this last sentence that I just read you, 1998, when Undertaker threw Mankind. (laughs) And it pops up in, I swear to God, almost every single threat. It doesn't matter what it is. 
Shitty Morph will be there. Sometimes I hate it here. I'm just going to be real with you. <laughs> this week in the subreddit, me IRL, there was a post from Megan Cross. She says, can a ghost and a zombie come from the same person? I'm so amused by the image of a ghost watching in horror as their zombified body shambles around. The zombie goes, brains, while the ghost is just up there thinking, this is so embarrassing. Please, Phil, get it together. We're a lawyer for God's sake. (laughs) Wow, I've never thought of that. But does that mean that you can fight yourself, technically, if if you're one of those ghosts that can learn how to harness the kinetic energy of your spirit. So I think we need to deep dive into this because this is the most important question of the day is you have to bring two universes together. Do you believe in ghosts? Also. And. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie. Zombies. I would figure that. Not even a question. You know, I would have assumed, which would have made me an ass, that they existed in the same universe. But technically, we could have some sort of like multi-universe, multiverse, if you will, crossover event where zombies exist in this one, ghosts exist in this other, some sort of cataclysmic Doctor Strange-like event happens, and there's an incursion. And suddenly, regular people... Secret wars. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think the real question is this. So if, if we go with common vernacular on... How a zombie interacts. We need to make a choice here in this universe we're building. No fast zombies. Fast zombies. Nope. No fast zombies. Nope. Slow I knew zombies. what you were going to say. It. Good. Okay, good. We just needed to get that out of the way. So you've got slow zombies, and we're not talking zombies from I Am Legend that inevitably get smart, smart Those are zombies. vampires, weren't they? Technically? I don't know. So we agree we have a universe of slow zombies. Then we also agree... That ghosts exist. Are they Casper ghosts? Friendly, fun, bubbly? Or are they... Rounded corners? Crimson, or are they Crimson Peak ghosts and make the walls bleed? Yeah, that's a good question. And, like, does this assume that the ghosts don't have anywhere to go? Or it's, like, a choice? Like, I, I can't cross over quite yet. But I would have to assume that... Let's go with the more friendly ghosts. Because, really, when you're a ghost think about it you don't have to pay bills anymore you don't have to worry about climate change you don't have to vote think of all that stress that is off these ghosts shoulders now let's take this one step further ghosts in general we say unless it's a poltergeist it can't take over somebody's body so if it's truly just a ghost yeah yeah yeah. there's not some sort of demon poltergeist Mm -mm. a ghost can what they can they can make the shades move they can make the lights flicker so we can agree here and now that a ghost can control an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. your body become an inanimate object when it dies? Because because a zombie could be controlled by its former ghost self. Super zombie? Uh, it's slow zombie turned smart. It's, huh? it's, it's more like a zombie mech at that point. You know, it's just you're just kind of controlling the machine but you are not the machine. I, I don't think we can do that. I, I think no possession rule, meaning like you can't go back in. You're a separate being now. And if somehow the zombie virus takes over, then your body is just being controlled by that. Okay, but who's the first one that's going to be making the joke that says, hey, Scott, check it out. Hey, ghost Scott, come over here. We both died. 
Look at I'm making myself masturbate. Uh, I'd say give it a rest, man. It's, there's nothing. There's no more. You okay? <laughs> I went too far. I took it too far. Come yeah. as you are, Willie. Just come as you are. <laughs> uh, but speaking of multiversal things, Willie, you texted yes. me a little while ago and said, "Like, hey, mm-hmm. we should look at going to this. What was it? Podcastathon 2023 or something yes. like that, right?" And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool," but. I'm going to say I can one-up it. I think you can. How about instead of going to that, we go to San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, please. I would would love to, (laughs) especially after what we saw. That's right. This week. This week was San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know if it's still going, but for all I know. It doesn't matter. The important stuff is done. It's right. All this cool stuff came out, including in this week in our slash movies, what was probably the best thing. The Black Panther trailer. I said to some people at work that this is probably the best trailer the MCU has made to date. Maybe barring Infinity War or maybe Endgame. But even then, I don't go back and look at those films and think those trailers were amazing. That's what led me to see it. But this trailer is the one that I rewatched mm-hmm. over and over and mm-hmm. over again and said to myself, yeah. this movie is going to be one of the best MCU films we've seen in many years. Those trailers were all about hype. They were building up to the end of a phase several years and franchises later. This movie, we've kind of all been waiting for, but we didn't really have any idea what was going to happen. I didn't have any hype necessarily going into this movie, but the implication of how they were going to handle it following Chadwick's death was in the forefront of everybody's mind. So to, right. to do the trailer this way, number one, just it was a complete homage to him, which was fantastic. And number two, it got me so incredibly hyped for this mm-hmm. movie to see how it's going to be, to see what the story is, to see all the other characters they're going to introduce and spin out into phase five. Right. We, you can't, I mean, we're, by now we have played this trailer for you, I'm sure. And if you haven't, and if we didn't for copyright reasons, like go watch it. Just find it on YouTube, flip it to that 4K, put it on your big screen TV, and just watch it over and over again. You will be psyched. I know that Marvel and Kevin Feige have made a lot of changes to the timeline just because of the pandemic to how they wanted to release films for Phase 4. And I believe I saw footage correctly that said Phase 4 ends with Black Panther, correct? Yeah, because I think there's one, there's a show that's going to be the penultimate. I think She-Hulk is the show that's right before it. And then we get into phase five and we got to see a lot. Oh my gosh, yeah. We we get to see almost all of the two phases completed. 
the short version of what they're going to release in phase five is the first one is going to be in February, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Secret Invasions on Disney+, Plus, Guardians 3, a show called Echo, Loki Season 2, hell yes, the Marvel's movie, which will be really interesting, Blade, you have no idea how excited I am for that, uh, a show called Ironheart, Agatha, hell yes, an 18-part Daredevil series on Disney Plus, and I swear to you, Scott, this better be the first Disney Plus show rated R. I don't know if it will be. Uh, I think they're saving that Deadpool three for, for okay. the first rated R. But I also and we end Phase Five with Captain America mm-hmm. featuring Sam Wilson and uh, a bunch of wrestlers from WWE because it's called New World Order. <laughs> Weird, weird crossover <laughs> event, but the multiverse is broken. It's called the multiverse saga for a reason. So I have one last thing to ask you here. Willie, November is Black Panther 2. December is Avatar 2. March is Aquaman 2. Which one is going to be the best underwater movie of that month's section, <laughs> that quarter? I think I think we know the answer to this, Scott. The movie that is going to be the most underwater is going to be Aquaman because I really don't think they're going to make their money back on that film. <laughs> Speaking of having to watch things you don't want, this week in the subreddit r slash science, there is a post, you might have seen this today, that said one in five adults don't want children and they're deciding earlier in life i did see the post title but i didn't click on it or go into it tell me more so the reason i bring this up is one i think it's really interesting that it's only one in five adults don't want to have children i mean that's a lot and sure yeah but so what 20 percent of people don't want to have children i think that's the way the math works out but my favorite thing about this is is less the fact that we're figuring this out. That That's a number that wasn't very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. It's that the doctor that published the peer-reviewed study Do your research. is in the comments oh. and says, Hi, I'm Dr. Zachary Neal, one of the study's authors. You can find a final article, free, open access, at, and then lists the link, and the data and code to reproduce the analysis at this link. Ask me anything about the study or research on child-free voluntary childness. And here's the deal. The amount of times on Reddit as just a platform, we see a post that has a clickbaity title mm-hmm. that says some fact that some people will agree with, some people won't, whatever. Some controversial title controversial. backed up by nothing. You inevitably get to some AP article. You have to find the author. You have to go then. Nobody's going to go do their research, as everybody says. They're going to stop at that title and say, this is fact. But you have the author here. Do you think that this should be something we see more often? Do I think the author being in the comments? That Reddit can be used. So the author of some scientific paper can say, hey, this is my article. Here's where you find the information. And I think there should be some sort of certification verification thing so that we can actually prove that it's the author and it's not shitty morph just you know telling us a bunch of stuff 
and then regaling us with a hell in the cell kind of joke. <laughs> so like there would have to be an AMA verification and then we could say like, oh yeah, because that's what everybody does. If they see a user and make, they make a comment, whether it's funny or it's not, the people are going to click on your name and they're going to see your post history to see if you are legit or full of shit. But yeah, that would be awesome if Reddit pushed more into that area or that arena and said, we are going to be one of the new places for factual research and science. Especially leading up to just politics in general. Oh. Fall and, and winter is kind of the season for that, right? So Winter is this, coming. Ugh. I wish I was coming. Hold on. <laughs> Let me read you save, a few. Save of it, it for after the show. <laughs> Come on. The cameras are running. <laughs> Let me share some of the top AMA moments from the comments. Somebody asks, how many of these people in the study who are without kids are double income high earners? Dr. Neal here says, unfortunately... The data doesn't have a good measure of income. Mm. However, we do know that the sample is representative of the Michigan population in terms of age, race, sex, education, income, and politics. Yeah, they should. Uh, it requires a bunch of money. I, I get it. But they should expand this to be a little bit more wider in scope. Another one here says, does anyone have sources on how this percentage has changed throughout the years, is it exceptionally high or low or similar to previous years? To which Dr. Neal replies and says, most studies focus on fertility, so there isn't much data on child-free people. In this research, we're interested in whether people want to have children, right. not whether they're able to have children. That's very interesting. And, and did they say what age people are making this decision at? I know it just says younger, but are we talking... Teens? 20s? The article itself just says that they have data from a representative sample of 1,500 adults who completed MSU's State of the State survey. Hmm. Okay. I, I mean, adults and 18-year-olds, so I suppose it could be anybody from that school or if they sent it out via email or however they chose to deliver it. I don't know about you, Scott, but I always hang out close to colleges. <laughs> I know. You're banned from several of them. We'll bring that it's up in a true. different it's episode. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of things that are dropping, this week... My balls. Really? Congratulations. Let's have a party. They finally have it. It's, a, it's about time. <laughs> Fully scooped Leon House. <laughs> That's not how you say it. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> do it. Do no, it. we're I'm, just fucking. I'm leaving this it in. No, this is this it's, is. Say it's it again. Been a long. It's okay. You had the first part right. Well, You're fifty percent there. Feliz cumpleaños. It's, it's, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't say it when I was in school. I can't say it now, man. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, speaking of things that are dropping this weekend, today I learned. <laughs> Mount Thor in Canada has the world's longest vertical drop. If you fell off of it, you would fall for over a kilometer before you hit anything. That's I think that's a way to go. Maybe? Nah, maybe not. That's a long time to think think about so, what's happening. So yeah, my my question to you, Willie, is <laughs> 
what would you like what would you think about what would you go through your, besides ah what would go through your mind as you were falling to uh, you know your doom fuck 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 is there anything else that can go through your brain i i hope i'm not alone in saying that i have thought a lot about if I was put into a situation where I thought it was gonna thought it was gonna perish, what would go through my head? Would I be screaming? Would I be in shock? Would I just be looking at somebody like, is this real life? Or would I actively be searching for moments to get out of it? I think I would try to be like, fuck it, I've got time. I'm gonna windsurf my way out of this thing. Where is a hill that I can fall on and try to just slide down it like I'm in the video game SSX tricky and just land it. <laughs> yeah, there's there was some analysis done as per usual in the comments where based on the drop and how like a human can fall, you technically can extend the length of the fall by kind of like putting your arms and legs out kind of like a flying squirrel. And, okay. and then you would start to catch a drift a little bit. Like you would start to catch air and glide away from the mountain. You wouldn't just fall straight down. Are there other solutions? Like do you fall into the mountain and try to like tap it a little bit? Like do, do, does that slow you down or does that sound like a disaster? <laughs> I think that just puts you into a rag doll that we would all laugh at. <laughs> I would be the only video of somebody falling from a long height that everybody would be like, that's kind of funny. Do you see that guy? You got to watch this. I'm going to send this to everyone I know. Would you ever go parachuting? Would you ever jump out of an airplane? Parachuting, yes. Hot air balloon, no. Ooh. Okay. Add a third one to it. Would you ever go bungee jumping? Like the guy that's like, listen, listen, listen. Okay, that place. Let me I tell think, you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I want to go to that place. Where I think it's in Australia or New Zealand. But I want to talk to that man because he seems very fun. They give you several ways to go. You can like put a bat, a bucket over your head, you know, or you can tie yourself into a lawn chair. And, what? Yeah, and so just like a plastic basic lawn chair, they'll put you in the harness, and then they will wrap you into the lawn chair. So you're like your legs and arms are strapped down. And then they'll like hold you off the edge. And that's where that guy is saying like, listen, listen, listen. Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Before And they're, and they're just like, smile, smile at the camera. Look at the camera. You can it's also. It's just so, it's so yeah. well done. You can also pay for a This is Sparta experience for the video. It's, it's really cool. They'll just kick you off. Now, do they kick you in the, like, do they actually mm -hmm. kick you so you lose breath? I want that. That's exactly what I want. You probably have to pay extra for it and sign an extra waiver, but <laughs> we know what people are willing to do for money. Yep. My my dumbass would grab the leg and, and try to take him <laughs> Oh, But I think that's enough downs for me, Scott, because it's time for our upvotes and downvotes, but it's, it's sometimes good. good. It's sometimes not. It's time for Ups and Down Votes with Willie and Scott. Heads or tails? <laughs> well, since you already brought it up, tails. All right. It looks like this week you win. Ah, so if you want to hear ah, ah, my ah. upvote, head on over to our TikTok. And if you want to hear Scott's downvote, same place. All right, Willie. My upvote of the week 
is about a Finnish soldier named Amo Koivinen. He got separated from his unit with no food or weapons, and to avoid dying, he took enough meth. What? Methamphetamines for 30 men. We know what what meth is, Scott. (laughs) But he took all of this meth and during his insane drug binge, skied 250 miles, survived a landmine, and caught and ate a bird raw. They, meth is not just something that you can see some junkie on the street get. It's a painkiller. It's a real thing that is given still to this day in hospitals, right? I mean, it's very controlled. It's, but it's it would called make something sense. else, I think, yeah. It would uh, make sense that a hospital would have something like this, or at least a military medical kit. And back in the day, they gave it to soldiers to, like, try and get them out of situations where you might be wounded. You know, you just need, like, all of the mm-hmm. adrenaline that your body can handle. According to Wikipedia, this is also the first documented case of a soldier ODing on meth during combat. When he was eventually found, he was admitted to a hospital where his heart rate was measured at 200 beats per minute, triple the average human. And he only weighed 95 pounds. Did he die? No, he survived. Oh my god. (laughs) That is quite literally the drug trip that everybody would want, especially if they're going for hard stuff like meth. And it's also the theme of Hangover 5. Well, Scott, speaking of doing stupid stuff to your body, my downvote of the week, do you know what, if I were to say the word Prince Rupert, what do you think that means? Is that what you found in the popcorn last week? (laughs) (laughs) No, you sick fuck. A Prince Rupert's drop is a piece of glass that as it's solidifying, they drop the glass and then they leave this tiny little tail at the end. It looks like a glass version of semen, so we're pretty much there. Yeah, yeah, it's molten glass that they drop in water or something, right? Yes. Do you know any of the specifics about how a Prince Rupert drop works? Yes, yes. I, I saw this video back in the day where essentially... If you're looking at it, it's it's like a, a sperm or a, a raindrop with a really long tail, completely yep. made of glass, and the the fat bulbous end is damn near impenetrable. And correct. Uh, the other side, where the the tail comes to a tip, if you if you even like nick that the wrong way, the entire thing explodes like a glass bomb. Yeah, you can you can just with your fingertips break the end and it'll shatter into a million a dust ton of pieces exactly so let's take one of the hardest things in the world the bulbous end of a prince rupert drop put it in a thing that beats everything a hydraulic press mm. this is the immovable object meets that other thing <laughs> <laughs> Unstoppable, unstoppable force. (laughs) Weigh the options here. You've got a hydraulic press that can put immeasurable pressure onto an object and an object that can take immeasurable amounts of force. 
Which one wins? The answer in three, two, I don't know. There is no way in hell that as I watch this video, you didn't have the same reaction as me. That drop is compressing itself into this tiny little smushed up molten glass bit. But what does it do, Scott? It pushes the fuck out of that metal. It destroys the surface of that hydraulic press. I have to admit, I put on safety goggles when I was watching this video because I was expecting it to shatter not only the, the, the bulb, but also the camera that was recording it. It just dents the fuck out of that press. Well, not all of us can have a hard-on for Prince Rupert, but <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week. If you've been chopping chilies, watch your hands well before touching anyone's genitals.